to Ladies Talking Leaves. I'm Chris. And I'm Syl. And it's great to be back after our trip to Sweden, covering the Leafs at the NHL Global Series, where they won both games, and they're 4-3-1 and one since our last show, which is a bad. Uh, to start off the show, we're going to talk a bit about some of the highlights of our, our, our trip to Stockholm. And before we get into the show, a shout out to our show partner, Bet Online. You can find all the latest NHL game day bets, as well as props and futures. Currently, Bet Online has the Leafs at plus 1100 to win the Stanley Cup. I guess that's the one bonus of them maybe not doing as great as we would like. The odds are definitely better. So the holiday season is off and rolling with the NFL in full stride and the NHL and NBA hitting midseason form. BetOnline is your number one destination for all your sports wagering info with up-to-the-minute sports wagering news, odds, trends, and predictions. BetOnline is the top spot for everything pro and amateur sports. And not just the big four either. BetOnline has info available at your fingertips on both desktop and mobile access at any time for almost any sport you can think of that is played, from MMA to international soccer. Head to BetOnline today and remember to use Promo code believe for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. Please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you know needs support or advice, reach out to Connects Ontario or an organization near you. Place your limits and stay within it. So, yeah. So, what do you think, Sil? What were uh, some of your highlights? Okay. Well, um, obviously, it was an incredible experience, um, something that we never dreamed we would get to do, uh, getting to be behind the scenes and, you know, part of the traditional media. Um, so that was awesome. Uh, for me, uh, the highlights of that were, you know, basically meeting some of the people that kind of inspire us and, you know, that we follow and, um, to get our news, you know, like, uh, David Alter, Chris Johnston, um, uh, Mike Zeisberger, like you know, all of the guys, Luke Fox, they're, they were all there and just doing their, their job. Um, and it was nice to, you know, meet them and for them to come and, you know, even recognize us, um, which is cool. Yeah. Um, so and just so listeners know, they do work hard. That's for sure. Big time. <laughs> and I yeah. have to say, one of the things about that for me that really hit home for me with this is, is how much we owe these guys, uh, for the job that they do because, um, it basically takes some of the fun out of it. Uh, they really set their fandom aside. They do this because they love sports and a lot of them do love the Leafs, um, but they cannot show it at all. They can't show their fandom. It's not as fun for them to watch a game from that point of view. I can tell you that. Uh, so, you know, we got to give them a lot of credit uh, for setting aside, you know, their love for the the teams, the players in the game uh, to report on it for us. So that's definitely something that was an impression for me. And, um, other thing that I loved is just kind of getting to see the players, you know, face to face, um, seeing the way they interact with, with one another, um, with the fans. Um, they are so really, really giving to the fans. Like they took time to sign autographs and they're very sweet. Like that one moment that I'm sure everybody saw where uh, Morgan Riley met uh, that little girl after practice who was named after him. And I guess their family, they, they're from Nova Scotia. Originally they moved there now, but he took a lot of time out um, after, after that practice to interact with her, to speak with her, you know, beyond just signing an autograph and Willie the same. There's like a huge kid, a bunch of kids yeah, from yeah. Uh, watching the practice. And he took time to spend time with all of them, even though he was being shuttled off to another event at the, at the, the fan, um, uh, global fan tour expo. Yeah. 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 They, uh, they definitely, both of them took time to make sure that they got the, the let the kids get their selfies in and stuff like that mm -hmm. with them. So and, that was um, great. Another, another impression for me was just Sweden in general. Like it's, it's a very low stress place, very civilized, uh, place. Stockholm's very, very well connected. I just love that everybody walks everywhere and it's just so well connected with transit. You could get anywhere that you wanted to so easily, um, seamlessly without any, 
you know, disruption or anything. And um, it's just really nice walking everywhere all day long. Um, yeah. So I, I just really, really kind of love the vibe and uh, everything. I, I miss it. I'm still studying the Swedish because because I miss it. Yes, yes, I can attest to that. So mm-hmm. it was very on our on our rides on the subway or on the train there. She was trying to look up all the Swedish words and terminology so that <laughs> so that we could get around uh better. But um but yeah, no, it was it was great. Um my favorite part of Sweden actually was similar to yours seeing the how the media and and the uh players interact firsthand like right in front of us and the press conferences and just being a part of that um and seeing that relationship how it how it works in the media it was uh it was really impressive i liked uh we met sean mckenzie too from um hockey night in canada oh yeah yeah so that was uh that was really good too to great to meet him for the first time and um yeah all the media were just fantastic to to us um and they actually said that we they should the NHL should get more of like our type of like new, new blood in the, uh, in the media world there to, to show, to show, to show the listeners or to give the listeners more access to a fan type show like ours. So, um, that was, that was really good. And then one moment that I won't ever forget was the John Tavares interview that we had. If any, I'm sure most of our listeners have seen it on our social media pages. If not, go to Facebook, X. Instagram threads, it's all on there. Um, but yeah, no, just the fact that we um, walked into the Leafs um, locker room and they basically were all available right there. And John Tavares was just by himself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which was hard to believe that the captain of the Toronto Ray Police was there. And he was very, very kind um, to, because I think he was getting ready to to leave basically. But um he took the couple of minutes and said no problem and and we got a smile out of him so that was good <laughs> um and then the last thing i guess for sweden i have to say that i really enjoyed about the country in the quick we were only there five nights six days so not much time to to see and and do stuff but um it was the fika so the fika is like a coffee outing i love my coffee my tims but i managed to not have Tim's for six days. And um, yeah, the fika there though, they, it always goes in conjunction with like a sweet item and that sweet, it's like a cinnamon bun. And the three types that they have are cinnamon, saffron, and cardamom. And um, I like, actually, I think I like the saffron the best out of all of them. So, so that was my main uh, food memory, I guess, from, from Sweden. So um, yeah, but overall, it was great. Um, We have posted some videos on social media, and we will be sharing more photos on our Kofu page and videos on our YouTube channel. So be sure to hit that uh, subscribe or follow button on our social media channels, YouTube, Instagram, X, Facebook, and Threads. Our handle is at LTL1917. And check out our Kofi webpage at ko-fi.com slash ltl1917 and you can find the link in our show notes so yeah so it was it was a great trip overall and now it's time to get into the show so the good the bad and the ugly is back and our LTL highlight reel will be back next show because we're giving this show some Swedish flavor with a segment that we're calling Maple Leaf Meatballs and for a third period segment, we are excited to have Travis Howe and Laith Murad from NHL Breakaway, which is the official NFT digital collectibles marketplace for the NHL, NHLPA, and NHL Alumni Association. You won't want to miss finding out more about this new fan experience in digital collectibles and highlights. So without any further ado, let's talk Leafs. All right, so the good, the bad, the ugly. Um, so my good, starting off actually with a player that we, when we last had this segment on the good, bad, ugly, um, still had him as her good. And so obviously he's consistent because now he's my good. It's Morgan Riley. Um, the guy is just incredible. I mean, last night I saw some Twitter hate people or ex-hate people <laughs> that were going on saying he was on the ice for three of the four goals. Um, it's because I he guess, plays for the whole game. Yeah, exactly. I mean, so I don't, he's going to be on for some. I don't know how much the of the games that these people watch, but he's basically playing 
over 25 minutes a night, almost every night. And um, yeah, so we can definitely forgive him for last night. Um, and he brings a lot more good uh, than he does uh, on bad, basically. Uh, but yeah, no, he's, I guess, SN stats actually said that um, he in November, he played the most in his whole career, I guess, um, on a per game basis with over 20, it was 25 minutes, 57 seconds. So, so yeah, it's hard to imagine where our, like, given the situation of our defense now, God, like knock on wood, it won't happen. Um, but if we didn't have him, we would be in, it would be a catastrophe <laughs> in our, in our lineup. But, um, but yeah, so the thing I like about him is, I guess he's obviously he's the longest serving leaf and it just, he's a team guy and um, he's all about the logo on the front of the Jersey and not so much about what's on the back of the Jersey. So I, he just gives his all every night. He's continued from that. He just continued his excellent play from, from last season, from the playoffs. And, um, and you know that he's, he's, he, he's basically, he's, I read actually after the Florida game, he's actually, I think he's number five now, but he was number four in the Atlantic division um, stats of top defensemen. So, um, so yeah, I think he's number five. Yeah, he's now, getting but. more like, I remember at the beginning of last year, you know, even despite the injury and everything that he had, like he was really struggling with the points. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, like you said, he's really continued picked up from where he left off with the playoffs and he's still, you know, um, adding and to that, to his points, total assists and, uh, few goals. So, yeah, no, I have, uh, no problem with, with Morgan Riley and definitely I hope he can keep it going though. That's the thing. Only thing I worry about is, is is (laughs) just these guys all getting just completely burnt out and having being gassed by the time we really need them to, perform, you know, in the playoffs, because the other part of it is right now, like even next week, we've got like four days between games, which why that's just going to yeah. condense the schedule even that much more. Um, and, and they're not really going to have that much time off for between now and then now. So, yeah. um, I'm kind of a little worried about that part. Yeah. All right. So who's, uh, you're good. So for me, um, somebody that we didn't give much love to early on, uh, for good reason, but my good mostly because I just want to give him a lot of credit is is Tyler Bertuzzi. Um, In the last nine games, when he's on the ice, his lines goals expected for has led the team. And I was actually looking too on, um, on Puckpedia's site and of the top lines that the Leafs had, even when, whether he played with, whether he's playing, you know, with um, Tavares and Nylander, or now Tavares and Marner, or even when he was playing with Austin and Mitch, mm-hmm. he's factoring in to the top to our goals for, and right. and is like part of the top rated rated lines. So yeah. he is an X factor in in the situation, which I I didn't see coming really at the start of all this. Um, but as per uh, Kevin Papetti. Um, in the last nine games, uh, the Leafs are up eight to two over this stretch when um, he's he's on the ice with his line. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, I mean he's kind of an animal out there, and to me, he actually reminds me of Animal from the Muppets because he's just kind of all <laughs> over the place. So like when you see Animal, yes. you know, drumming, yeah. he's just kind of like that's kind of how he skates. And you know yeah. how we notice that Mitch has a certain way of skating, and when he's skating like that, kind of very free he's 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 on i think that is the sign that bertuzzi's on when he's just kind of like a wild man going yeah. into the corners and stuff yeah. so so yeah he's my good for yeah. good right now yeah no he's definitely like especially we were saying with Sela when we were in stockholm like they should bring some swedish water back because really i think <laughs> i noticed the, yeah. um i noticed the difference there starting mostly a little bit before maybe a game or two before that, but definitely on that trip to Sweden, he really has, has upped his game. And um, I was worried with the change with Nylander, like to with mm-hmm. Marner and that to say, but no, it's, it's, I think it's actually more, I'm real. Everybody was saying it's the connection with Nylander being the driver of the line. But I think with JT being there, 
like he slows the game down more like true right so when they when they play when they play as a line and i think that really coincides with with bertuzzi's game too so i think mm-hmm. that's part of the the main connection there is with uh is with J- john Tavares, and then uh, i mean obviously willie being willie doing his thing but uh but now he's dropped off a little bit so but i'm gonna get to that a little in 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 the next uh in our, in our bad for a second, but, um, but yeah, no, I, I like, uh, Tyler Bertuzzi's game and, um, yeah, hopefully he can just keep it going. Right. It's, uh, it's, it's a good thing to see him and he didn't, uh, he didn't laugh at Brad Marchand last night. So that was good. (laughs) So nobody has to be mad about him for that, but yeah, moving on to the bad. All right. So the bad, I have Sheldon Keefe. And part of that is what you were saying before that um, about the burnout part of it, the time on ice for these top five players is just my biggest issue right now, like, um, or the core five, including Morgan Riley. It's just, it's too much to be having these guys play. It's basically over 23 minutes a night for all of them. JT may be a little bit lower, um, but you, he needs, Sheldon Keefe needs to find, Domi and Robertson, I'll put those two together. Like they have been playing less than 11, 12 minutes a night every game Mm -hmm. from I quickly scanned over. And sometimes they're playing like eight or nine minutes, which I'm like, it's like a huge drop from the first line to the third line, right? Like it's just, it cannot be like that for the entire season. He has to find the trust in those players. And I don't understand why like Domi's played well at center now. Mm-hmm. he's really changed his game. He's picked it up. He got his first goal last night versus Boston and Robertson. I mean, I don't know, like he may not, some people are saying he's not an NHL player now, but last night versus the Bruins again, like he made a couple of fantastic defensive, like he plays like getting back to, to um, get back in the defensive zone to 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 stop some of the the offense from the Bruins and he, I don't know he's and he's scored some goals but I mean what are you going to do when you're only playing eight minutes a night? Well, the other thing is is that why is you know he's like he seems to play his favorites so like how yes. come Matthew Nyes is allowed to make mistakes but Nick Robertson is not? Do you know right. what I mean? Yeah. Like, I know that they have a different style of game. That's fine. But the thing is, is like, what it reminds me of is he's going to basically, you know, analyze his way and, you know, without trusting these players, work himself out of this job basically is what's going to happen. Really reminds me of like Nick Nurse last year with the Raptors. He refused to play his bench ever. Friggin' wore out his, his star players. Yeah. Um, and, you know, what did it get them and what did it get him? He ended up getting fired. So it's like, you are the coach. You guys, you're supposed to develop these guys. And this stretch that they've been on was, is the time where, you know, you've got a little bit more leeway. The longer we go into the season, the less time you've got to, to give these guys a little bit more rope. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. So yeah, Willie, I, I agree I mean, 100%. Willie- the Willie other looked, part of the equation. Yeah. Go ahead. No, he really looked gas last night, like on that last over on the overtime well, goal. Like that is another thing that I'm not happy about is how yeah. he uses these guys and yeah. why, you know, he never puts JT hardly on the in in yeah. overtime. And last yeah. night he played the whole overtime. Exactly what do you think you're going to get from the guy? He's like totally gassed. He has the slowest transition up the mm-hmm. ice that yeah. any guy has. <laughs> He, that is not his wheelhouse. Three on three, those days are over for him. I'm sorry. Yeah. So, you know, there's no way that Willie gets basically, you know, not, he, he, he sort of falls, but then he's helped to the ice and held there by Marchand. He doesn't get up quick enough. Tavares can't get back fast enough. And then what does Marchand do? You know, he gets up and and frees himself and goes and skates and scores. So, Yeah, and when you when you say about usage of players, that's the other point that I had about Sheldon Keefe being bad. He he puts the fourth line out there after the opposition scores a goal. 
he's done. He did that versus the Hawks. And then he did that last night after the second goal of the Bruins. Mm-hmm. Why are you putting the fourth line out there when you just got scored on? Like, and they got hemmed in in both in both situations. That fourth line got hemmed in. And you can't have Ryan Reeves playing five minutes a night and taking up a spot in the lineup like that. That's well, insane. That's the, the other thing I was <laughs> going to say. That part's not 100% his fault. Um, but True Living has yeah. to do something about that contract. You know, it's yeah. like the experiment, I'm pretty, I think we can all agree, yeah. has not worked. Yeah. And yeah. the guy's style of play, what he offers, it just doesn't mesh with with our style because of the complement of players we have, we are never going, he's never going to fit and yeah. playing, keeping that, that basically ha- made everybody have to p- play way more because you're covering off a guy who basically can't play at all for a whole game. Where mm-hmm. are those minutes going to go? Yeah, you know, no, exactly. They go to the top players, which yeah. it's just, it's too much. They're going to get burnt out, like you said, but yeah. All right. So that's my bad on Sheldon Keefe. Um, and what's your bad? So <laughs> um, I might get a little bit of pushback on this uh, from many, many people, but my bad is um, actually, I'm going to give a little shade to Austin Matthews right now. Um, although I think that maybe maybe last night could be a, a turnaround for him, but his five on five play has been nowhere near as good as it should be. And in fact, it, you can really tell because they're, they're playing. They, I think they showed a graphic during the game last night of their, their um, ozone time. And it's the lowest it's ever been in his career. And they're playing a lot in the D zone. And it shows because you know what else shows that their his plus minus is mm-hmm. the lowest it's ever been since maybe his rookie season or, or second mm-hmm. or third season, something like that. But he's basically even right now. And normally he is in like the plus 20s. Right. So that just shows that he they are not being, I don't know, a- aggressive, assertive enough in the offensive zone. And he, but the uh, thing I noticed the most is that normally, you know, this year you've really noticed like the puck just kind of follows Willie or has been following him. You know, it's like yeah. a magnet to him. And that's normally what we see with Austin is that he's always around the puck, stripping the puck, you know, and he just, it, that doesn't seem to yeah. be happening. And I don't know if, if that's, going to change now that um, Marner's not on his line. I wonder how long it's going to be till Marner goes back on his line. Um, but, but last last night, like you said, he did turn, like it seemed to be hopefully yeah. a turning point with the two mm-hmm. goals and scoring that um, late one to, to tie it up. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I do give him some benefit of the doubt given that, but again, Willie's doing perfectly fine with this defense, but part of the team obviously is the defense transitioning the puck up for to the sure forward, that's what right? i was gonna say so like our team yeah. defense because it's not it's not producing either and it's not getting the puck down uh, the ice for, yeah. to them yeah um yeah but so i'll give a, i'll give him that but still he sometimes he just doesn't look engaged too no in the play mm-hmm. and and it's like you think like what what is he doing out there because he's he's a large person he's a very sure. large guy right and so he can't but um but yeah, I, I I don't know. And then, like he's, I think he's shooting as much. It might be yeah, a little his bit down. Percentage is right around where it normally is. Yeah. So and you know, just looking at his stats, I think overall his stats are a little bit better than they were last year, um, mm-hmm. on average. So I do think he's gonna come out of it. And I think overall, oh, for it will sure, be, he's too maybe he's too be good a more a successful, um, yeah, season this year than last year, but um. Yeah, I just, he hasn't really seemed to be like his usual self yet, mm-hmm. um, apart from the, the hot start the hat that trips. he had. So, <laughs> yeah. but I do, I do expect him to have like, you know, other areas. Funnily enough, though, you know, as I was researching this, I came across, you know, I just basically was looking at information on, you know, Austin's five on five play. And Every season going back, I found articles of like, what's going on with Austin Matthews five on five. So this is probably just one of his lulls and we're kind of reporting on it right now. So, (laughs) yeah, yeah, so this is not, it's not like the first time that this has come up. So I do expect him to come out of it, but right now he's just, he's not 
quite there. Yeah. Mm. All right. So the ugly Mm -hmm. and the ugly returns. I look back actually on how many years we've got these, uh, our ugly together for me and Sil is the bench miners, the too many Mm -hmm. men on the ice penalties. And it's amazing. It actually goes back on, on X. I look back at the posts and it goes back to 2015 that we were having these issues with too many men bench miners. So that's prior to half these guys being on yeah, the team. Exactly. So, so then I start thinking, what does the NHL have a vendetta against, against us like that? Like with the, Well, honestly, with- there's probably something to that because the fact that we are still in the bottom five for uh, getting power plays. So like we don't mm-hmm. draw any penalties right. and we get called on these chintzy, stupid things way more yeah. than other teams do. So yeah, for sure. Like the I one think it's I, just because the, the it's the microcosm and the the microscope is always on this team. So, yeah, the, I think the um, what was it the uh, that Florida game that was one of the chintzy ones where it was the Florida bench that got up and started yeah. saying, "Oh, it's like," and then all of a sudden the guy, the the ref's arm goes up, right? No, and, and I just, mean, like I know that even when we were in Sweden, you know, somebody called that out. One of the press guys asked, and um, and Keith you know, made the point of saying, uh, that one wasn't one. It's like mm-hmm. the, the, the player was nowhere near, near the puck. They weren't engaging in the play. They were just getting off. But you know, however, if you're the coach, you're the guy that needs to tell these guys that, Hey, they're watching us more than other people for whatever reason. That means you got to hustle off and you got to be smarter when you get on. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, no, exactly. Yeah, no, you got to pay attention. There's one it's way attention to, fix to detail it is is at least pay more attention to those details for a yeah. while so that they stop looking at you. Yeah, yeah. And just for our listeners, I I looked up Lance Hornby. I actually uh, posted this. Um, he said the record from NHL stats uh, for too many men bench miners is 21 by the 2002-2003 Los Angeles Kings. So hopefully we and don't And where get did anywhere. they finish that year? I don't know, but <laughs> hopefully we don't get anywhere near that number. Yeah. <sighs> All right. So it's now time for Maple Leaf Meatballs. Um, we were inspired to do this from visiting a great Swedish meatball restaurant in Stockholm called Meatballs for the People. If you ever get to Stockholm, be sure to visit and get there early as it's a very busy place. And I don't think they take reservations for what I remember when no. they do. No, because they're so they busy. Because they're so busy. So, yeah. yeah. So we tried several different meatballs um, and we thought it would be fun to match each meatball flavor that they have uh, on their menu with a maple leaf flair. And uh, the flavor suggestions were reindeer, boar, vegan, moose lamb, bear, classic Swedish meatball, beef, veal, and deer. So there's quite a few there. So we're going to go through it. So uh, I'm, I've got uh, two that I'm starting with, and it's reindeer and boar. So for the reindeer, I thought that the, the player who closestly, closest resembles the vibe of reindeer was Mitch because he's so fun-loving. And I don't know, I just... You know, when I picture, you know, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, the the <laughs> animated show, and just, you know, just the fun and frolic, I think of of Mitch Marner. And so he, to me, um, exemplifies the the reindeer. And for Boar, um, I, I decided that we should give that one to Ryan Reeves because basically that's what we got him for, to be that boar on the ice, to to hit people, to stick up for people. And, uh, so he's the one to me that, that, uh, that best suited the boar meatball flavor. Yeah. I did try the meatball or, uh, the meatball flavor reindeer, mm-hmm. just so our listeners know. And, um, yeah, neither of us wanted I to was, try that, yeah, but we did. I was a bit, <laughs> I was a bit sad because like yeah. Syl said, it was Rudolph. I was eating Rudolph, but anyways, it wasn't bad. <laughs> I liked it. I thought it was actually really good. <laughs> yeah. All right. So the next two that I have, the first one is the vegan. And we decided to give that to Captain John Tavares. So Mm -hmm. vegan being because he just is one healthy dude. He likes to 
He has his little backpack that he comes in uh, into the game with. He's almost like the way JVR was with having all the vitamins and everything in the back in the back of his uh, backpack going into the into the game. But um, but yeah, so he's just a health health nut. He just looks he he looks like a guy that um, being a vegan, like just like having those like healthy shakes and stuff like yeah. that. So yeah, yeah, and that's not to say that we think he is a vegan because no, you know he, he probably <laughs> isn't, but we just don't imagine that he eats any any bad any kind of unhealthy stuff. Like in those videos with yeah. at in Sweden with all the treats and the sweets and stuff because they're big on candy there. He yeah. didn't touch any of that stuff. So yeah. yeah, all right. And then the moose we had as Austin Matthews, and just because. For me, he's just built like a moose. He's big and he, he he uses his size quite a bit. And um yeah, and he's he he just epitomizes that kind of look of a moose. I don't know. Yeah, like, even though I did think like the nickname moose is actually Marc Messier, right? Yeah. Uh, but so. you know what? You know, like he's he, when he's like charging down the ice with a head of steam and like he's kind of hard to get off the puck. So He's got those similar qualities there. Yeah. All right. So the next two I have were lamb and bear <laughs> and lamb. <laughs> I picked Joseph Wall for this, um, especially having met him and being in the scrum when he's being interviewed. You can just see that he's always smiling. He is uh, a very sweet boy. And I just felt like he epitomizes that kind of vibe of, of, of the lamb. And, you know, of course he's, he's, you know, not quite a rookie, but he's, he's, yeah. you know, rookie ish. And, um, and, and so still, he's just he's considered a rookie this year yeah. anyways. Yeah. yeah. He's just so under he definitely that age. fits that vibe to me is of yeah. the lamb and the bear, of course, um, none other than Ilya Samsonov, <laughs> because of course he's the Russian bear. Yeah. And um, yeah, so I fig figured that he suits that for that reason. Yes. And hopefully he feels better soon because yes. we need him. Mm -hmm. <laughs> All right. And then moving on to the classic, we have William Nylander because he's just mm -hmm. a classic guy and he's, he's from there from Sweden. So I mean, I don't think he he probably appreciates more just the classic Swedish meatball um, mm -hmm. because there's nothing. He doesn't want all these funky different flavors of meat. Yeah. And then the beef one, we chose Morgan Riley and have to say we were discussing this before the before we came on air. And it's not because he's beefy or anything like that, but he just he looks like a guy that likes his like steak or beef and, um, and he's, he's been very consistent. And like we were saying uh, before, like our last show um, before with the good, bad and the ugly, he was the, uh, he was our good. And he, and normally with, with beef, you like it to be consistent. So he was good this time. Yeah. Too. I think that, you know, beef is, that's, you know, stable, solid, you can <laughs> count on it. Yeah. And the last two uh, we had were veal and deer. And for veal, I chose Matthew Nice because again, veal is from a younger animal and, uh, but it's from a younger animal that is going to be, grow up to be big and strong and, and consistent and stable. So I picked Matthew Nice for that uh, being another one of our rookies. And then the last one uh, is deer. And for that, I, I kind of had a tie. So I picked Max Domi and Tyler Bertuzzi, mostly because they, to me, resembled a couple of deer in headlights when they first started the season. And uh, it took them a little while to acclimate to things here um, on our team. So that <laughs> yeah. is why I chose those two for that meatball flavor. We should actually note, too, for the vegan we, I yes. forgot to mention that David Camp should be noted in there too, yes. because he's, he could also fit that bill. He's quite a health nut as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So we hope you enjoyed that little <laughs> um, meatball comparison. And um, yeah, anyways, uh, definitely fun. go to meatballs for the people. Um, if you uh, want to get some really good classic meatballs in Stockholm. Yeah. All right. So now it's time for a third period segment where we're going to find out more about the world of NHL digital collectibles from NHL Breakaway. <laughs> 
All right. So for our third period segment, we want to welcome to the show Travis Howe and Laith Mirad from uh, NHL Breakaway. Um, Travis Howe is heir to the Howe hockey family um, and dynasty and is the director of NHL relations at Sweet and a distinguished hockey expert, highlight creator and NHL historian. Uh, Laith Murad uh, is an award-winning marketing executive and the head of marketing at Sweet, a leading platform for digital collectibles and for NHL Breakaway. So uh, NHL Breakaway is the official NFT digital collectibles marketplace for the NHL, NHLPA, and the NHL Alumni Association. The NHL Breakaway team is creating a new fan experience for NHL fans in the form of digital collectibles and highlights. Digital collectibles offered will include current and historical video highlights and collectibles from across the league featuring past and present NHL stars and top plays. So welcome to the show, Travis and Lee. Thank Thank you. you. Thanks for having us. Yeah, so I guess we'll just start off first by asking uh, how the digital, digital collectible product came to life. Um, I think it was a, you know, it was truly a collaboration. So yeah. it was a collaboration between the NHL, the NHL Players Association and NHL Alumni Association. And I think it was a collaboration to really try to deliver something to fans that was purely fan focused. And and we like to say it that, you know, there's rarely before seen footage that, you know, highlights angles, camera angles, sounds of the game, you know, you can hear the ice that Fans who love the sport of hockey, and, and there's millions of them worldwide, never really get a chance to see or experience. And so highlights of the past and highlights of the present and really the ability to show off the skills and talents of the the players themselves. And, you know, they really are the heroes at the end of the day in this whole thing. And so um, the product came about is how do you create something very special but rather than focusing on just a small group of collectors, why don't we focus on the entire fan base? Let's look at all fans of the NHL. And then how do we create it collaboratively across the organization with the PA, with the AA, and really deliver something really high quality um, that fans will just love. And at the end of the day, that let the passion of hockey speak for itself and let fans experience it that way. So the site is like currently in the beta stage or is, or is it like fully launched so, now? So we, we launched in, in a beta in, um, you know, kind of around June, July, um, got, got people in early, you know, had a couple of drops, you know, really working through the feedback and listening to what these early adopters really were looking for and what they wanted. So it was a really, you know, community heavy effort of building this community, delivering on a product, um, and building out some features that we knew that fans would love. So during that time, we built out the Trade Lounge, which is essentially old school. I'm trading cards with you. What do you have? But now we can, you know, do it digitally. So no matter where you are in the world, whether you're in Canada, the U.S., Finland, Norway, the U.K., wherever you might be, if you have a player that you want, and I have a player that I'm willing to trade for, we can do it very seamlessly, like a couple taps of the button. And so we really focused on what are the fan experiences and what are they looking for? So we've got gifting available. If you've got a family or a friend who loves hockey, who's looking for, you know, present this holiday season, you can gift them one. Um, you can put up your public profiles. You can show off what you've got. You can start to share, hey, this this is who I'm a fan of. So much like you buy jerseys, this is just another way on on the digital side to show off your fandom. So how how has the program been received so far then? Um, really, like the way we're looking at it is we're looking at the engagement and we're looking at how fans are reacting. So we've got a community of fans on Twitter. We've got a community of fans on Discord. Um, and we, we pay attention to what they have to say. And so far the, the experience has been really top notch. We've done some surveys. We've, you know, kind of listened to what they have and what, what's good, what's working, what's not. And we're continuously looking to improve and refine and make it more seamless. And, um, because of our product, we, we take it very seriously to make experience breakaway. So how do I make it as easy and seamless as possible? And so far, you know, when the trade lo- lounge launched, we saw tweets saying, you know, 
pay attention, everyone. This is game changing, you know. Wow. And we've, we saw thousands of trades happen within the first 24 hours and trades getting completed. And so there was a tremendous amount of interest and we knew we delivered right. And the roadmap is, is ongoing. We've got a big vision. So we're not stopping now. We're, we're continuing. And part of that vision is things Travis will talk about, which is the curation of highlights and plays and, you know, the remarkable players showing, showing their skills, um, kind of in prime time in the digital world for people to collect and share and talk about. So uh, why don't we, why don't we get uh, Travis in yeah. then, um, for a second sure. before we move on to our next question? Does, so how do you choose then the, the plays that you want to, to highlight and capture in these moments? Yeah. Great question. Um, you know, by the way, there's, there's two parts. There's, um, you know, there's current season and there's also historical and there's there's things that uh, we are working on behind the scenes that, um, as Leif alluded to earlier, you know, we work with the, you know, NHL Alumni Association as well as the Players Association and, of course, the league itself. But, um, you know, just in terms of the current season, uh, no joke, literally watching every single game. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, you know, sometimes more a little more snippets, but um, it's it's not going to for us, it's not going to. Um, you know, YouTube or going to Sports Center or Sportsnet or, you know, whatever your uh, media is and, and um, you know, looking up, oh, what's the top 10 plays of the, you know, the night or plays of the week? It's it's really, um, you know, I, I think us as, as hockey fans, um, there's so many intricate details of the game that we truly appreciate. We, we, we know the teammates appreciate and the coaches appreciate. And we want to capture as many of those um, highlights, if you will, as possible. Uh, aside from some of the just obvious that, you know, something that maybe goes viral. And, um, you know, for me personally, like I've been, I've been involved in hockey my entire life. Um, <laughs> you know, I think I probably grew up in uh, skates before shoes, but, um, you know, for me, I, I, I've been involved at the rink level, at the ice level my entire life, whether it was a scout, a coach, I had a business for 17 years, I, um, uh, developing youth hockey players. So, you know, in, integrity, uh, integrity of the sport has been very important to me and the, the passionate people that I get to work with on a daily basis at all levels, um, and all parties has, has been tremendous. And it's, you know, it's really rewarding. And, and I think that's our ultimate goal is to stay true to the game, represent in the best manner and, and try and identify and recognize, um, you know, not only the most exciting, but also some of the most meaningful and impactful, you know, plays that are out there. So pretty uh, and I will say Travis often looks for he he's not giving himself enough credit, so I'll I'll give it to you <laughs> for him. Um you know, the plays that sometimes go unnoticed by I don't want to say unnoticed by fans, the true hockey fans notice them, but they're the plays that don't get that attention because they're not the flashy plays, but they're the impactful plays that could create whatever happens in a game and that could be a turning point. It could be something else. It could be a great pass. It could be a great assist. It could be mm -hmm. just defensive plays. And so I think that's for the authenticity of the product. It was really important that, you know, Travis and team really look at the entirety of hockey and not just what's, what's on, what's on sports center or sports net or top 10. And I, I think that's the excitement of the, the digital collectibles and specifically what we're doing with highlights is, is you're, you're able to feature those um, because of the video aspect, right. And because of the sounds of the game. And so you're, you're able to uh, display things that may not come across otherwise. And, and to understand that, you know, it was a very impactful moment that helped the team propel to a win or maybe a series win in, in the playoffs. And, and um, you know, so I, I think that's something that's, you know, pretty exciting for us. Like I noticed you mentioned, I, I read a little bit about you on your um, blog post, uh, specifically about you, and you mentioned uh, John Tavares's goal uh, yes. to win the series um, last year, our only series. But, um, <laughs> but anyways, I thought that was that was kind of cool. So I just wanted to mention that because that's like a, a tie into the Leafs there. So, of course, of course, <laughs> yeah, yes, no, that was for that the, was exciting for sure. Yeah. yeah, for the older, I guess, footage, like how far back. Like, will you have like, in, like of um, like older plays? Let's just say, like, if it's Rick Vi's fiftieth goal, or is it going back to the sixties or seventies? Or 
let's let's just say that um it's our intent to represent all the game scrapes um in any way shape or form that we can um and you know and the, and the game scrapes didn't start you know 10 years ago or even 20 years ago so right. i i think um you know i think the door is open to a lot there and 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 we do have a plan you know but everything is going to be done over a lengthy period of time and and not all come up at once, but yeah, there, there's so much rich history of the game um, and amazing things that have happened, you know, that, that, uh, you know, we would love to, to celebrate for sure. Okay. And I guess, Lace, you mentioned about the vision, I guess, that uh, you're, you're thinking of for, for this type <laughs> of collectible, like, is this a product that like it could be become like part of a, like the sport card expo business, like how there's like, there's huge, that's we, pretty big now. Like, uh, again, it's coming back anyways from. I, I think it, I think it's, our vision has always been, how do you stay fan focused? How do you make sure you deliver a product that is for the fans, for the millions and millions of fans worldwide? And so the vision is really, how do you take this product and really make it a bigger part of the fabric of fandom? And mm-hmm. so much like you've got a jersey behind you, how do you have that? on, you know, that you can share with friends that you can showcase. So, you know, Travis and I both collected cards when we were Mm -hmm. young. Um, (laughs) Mine are in a shoebox upstairs. His are in a binder. Um, I've got a few in, you know, the plastic cases. Just, I don't know why I put them in there a long time ago. Haven't opened them, haven't looked at them. It's not about like putting them away and collecting them. Our product is really about sharing and exposing and talking about and, you know, describe. Travis talks about the impactful plays, you know, what impact did that have on a series, on a game, on a turning point, on a player's career even. And, and that's what we're looking to represent. And by doing that, then the vision kind of falls in line, right? So the trading lounge makes it easier. Letting you show, show who you collect makes it easier. We will have a marketplace that's coming out where you can, you know, collect other things, but freezing highlights, collecting sets, getting real rewards, things like that are all part of it. And in a credit to the NHL, the NHLPA and NHLAA is there's patience, right? This product is for the long haul. And so to do that, that means you have to do things right. And so we're not rushing to get things out. We're rushing, we're focusing on making sure it delivers the authentic product and the product that fans want. Yeah, I, I, I just add that, you know, this is, um, it is new, you know, it's a new digital collectible experience. And uh, yes, I, I myself have been a card collector and I still to this day try and collect uh, my grandfather's cards um, that, you know, they're they're yeah. not they're not as easy uh they go back you know many years and i've collected i think all of my dad's but you never know there's always new ones coming up so but let's say i have in the neighborhood of like 200 of his cards and and what late was referring to earlier you know they sit in a binder and i i love those cards but um and i'm not the type where i'm like hey come see my collection i want to you know mm-hmm. but but if i did you'd have to be physically with me to actually you know look through that book and i'd maybe worry about the condition of the cards and oh geez you know the sunlight might hurt them or something so I, I, um, I've onboarded myself to this, this new digital experience. It's incredibly easy. You can do it on your mobile. You can do it on your computer, whatever, you know, whatever suits you best. And, and, you know, you can, with the click of a button, share, you know, your collection to everybody. And, and there's also, you know, in my opinion, the, the emotional attachment to some of these moments, you know, that you may, you know, you referenced, uh, Rick Bives 500th goal or, you know, I, you know, you know, one thing that's, you know, 1993 Doug Gilmore, when he had the spin around two overtime mm-hmm. goal, right? I mean, that's my, you know, it was my dad's era. And I, I you know, mm-hmm. they actually got inducted in the Hall of Fame together. So I remember a lot of his moments and, um, you know, like where you can actually watch that, relive that and collect it. To me, that's pretty cool. Do you have that available already? We don't. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Actually, we don't. We, we, uh, another good yeah. one would be the night that in the regular season, Doug Gilmore had uh, the record number of assists, I think, that night. But nobody really talks about that night. I think it was against the Minnesota North Star. I think it was Minnesota North Stars that he mm-hmm. did it anyways. It was he had a record number of assists. I remember this, but very, very, very few times do you hear anybody. Uh, yeah. Showing you don't see those, that highlight. Yeah. Like that showing highlight. often, right? Yeah. Mm hmm. Yeah. Uh, one thing that it does excite me about this is um, 
we get so little access to players nowadays. So like I hope and I I assume that part of this is is to kind of, you know, like you're talking about story building. So like, you know, building the story around the player and around that moment so that we can get a little bit inside you know, what that put makes that player tick a little bit, you know, um, because we don't tend to get as, as easy access to players these days. Can you speak to that a little bit? Yeah. I, I mean, I can speak to it um, in two ways. One is we, you know, we were part of the media tour. We talked to them all. Um, a lot of the questions we asked them were really about highlights that they knew that inspired them growing up and players that inspired them as well as, you know, when they were on an off day and they, you know, someone texted them or whatever and said, did you see this? What was that? And then a lot of times we asked them, what were moments that people have gone unnoticed? And one of my favorites was, you know, when the players said, I, it took me years and years and I finally beat Sidney Crosby. I won a face off. It was the highlight. Like he's like, I the rest of the game didn't matter, <laughs> but you know, I I was going home like winning. Like that was it. That was the highlight of my almost like you could see it in him. It was like a highlight of his career, and you know, young, early on, Sidney Crosby. So I think what we're trying to capture in the plays themselves, and and Travis spoke of this, is how do you let the expression of the impact of the play really come to life because you, you can't see it in a physical card. You, you just can't like a physical card is static. It doesn't kind of carry that emotion, but for those of us who love the sport, you know, love any sport. And I'll speak to this generally. And you can get goosebumps when you see some of your favorite players kind of do what they did even five years later, three years later, 10 years later, and go, wow, I remember that. Whereas if you see the physical, you don't. And I think that's where we're trying to work, you know, really with the storytelling, we're working with the clubs themselves, the alumni, the players association to really help build that story as well. So a lot of times the clubs have access to footage that, you know, um, so we're working with them as well. Okay, that's cool. Um, one more question that I have is, is I know this is, this is an, an NHL initiative right now, but are there any plans potentially in the future to branch out into any of, you know, the international type things or Olympic type things? Cause I know you, you were at the, the Vancouver Olympics. You saw the golden goal. Like that's, that's Maybe. a highlight that like tons of Canadians would be happy to own. Like is, is that, is that a possibility that is, particular because NHL players were involved in, in those games. Right. So anything like that possible? Yeah. Look, as, as, as far as I'm concerned, I, you know, I, I, you know, I, I, I am laser focused on NHL breakaway uh, mm -hmm. myself and, you know, and I'm not, um, you know, part of those conversations necessarily, but if they're happening, but um you know, that yeah, I think Leith can speak a little bit more to some of the things that Sweet has, has already done and some of the partners we've already had. And, um, you know, of, of course, um, you, you never know what's going to happen in the future. So, mm -hmm. I, I, but you know, as far sure. as myself personally, I'm, you know, laser focused on what, what happens uh, within the league. And, um, you know, there's plenty there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I think the league, there's, there's a, a lot, there's a highlight a night, at least mm -hmm. one, if not a dozen. Um, as a, as an organization, Sweet really firmly believes that without a doubt, the digital collectible market really is, you know, in the right space when you think of sports. So that the emotion, the passion of the fans really comes to life. And so we believe that sports are a, a great area for digital collectibles to really be sitting. So, you know, we've worked with the Cavs, McLaren Racing, um, the Knicks, you know, the Bucks. So we've worked with a lot of organizations in sports, the NHL, you know, the collaborative nature that we're working with them has been phenomenal. And I think, you know, we're just going to continue to try to deliver the authenticity of the product. Cause at the end of the day, if we're not authentic with what we're doing, which is, you know, Travis and the rest of the te team, you know, his team and the rest of the product team really do a great job of making sure we deliver that. 
that's where we want to be. And then, you know, other organizations will take notice and hopefully we can deliver an entire product for, you know, all sports fans. But right now we are focused on the NHL, but we believe sports is a great place for digital collectibles. Okay. I've got one more question for you. So right now, currently with the NHL and the current NHL seasons, what is the most popular highlight uh, so far to date? That's a good question. Late, do we have that data with us? I I, I don't have the data, but you know, I don't have, I was going to say, like, I looked at the trading data because the way we look at it is probably different. We don't look at like who has the most of any because some mm-hmm. there's more highlights of some than available. Some are ra- ra- rare. Yeah, yeah. Some are mm-hmm. rare. Some are, so you can't really look at how many. I think you'll see that, you know, we just, we just dropped a, a pack, um, showcasing the rookies first goals of the season. And so you got a lot of chatter. Um, it was funny. You got a lot of chatter talking about, you know, the Connor Bedards and mm-hmm. some of the other players um, who are getting a lot of hype. And then you saw a lot of trades of some people saying like, I want the Sidney Crosby's of the world. So I think yeah. it really comes down to who do you love and that's who people are going for. And so some people are excited to get, the Connor Bedards of the world and saying, Hey, he's 18. We hope he's going to be the next phenom. And then there's others who are looking at it and saying, you know, I want Kale McCarr. I want who, who else do I want? Uh, I want Kopitar. Uh, like, you know, is Jonathan Tay's going to come back? I'd love to see a highlight of him. Like you start to see that. And I think at the end of the day, um, the trading lounge allows us to really let the fans kind of trade for who they want. And it's a simple, it really is simple um, as you put in, Hey, I want this player who has it and I'm willing to give up these, these highlights for it or highlight for it. And most trades happen within an hour. We, yeah, we, you know, last year was obviously, I, I, in my opinion, a, a, a pretty darn good year, especially as it related to the regular season and, and some pretty cool things happen. And, you know, you had Sydney, uh, excuse me, uh, Connor McDavid, 153 point season, you know, became one of just four players in the, in the history of the game to ever achieve, um, you know, that, that, uh, point total. And, um, so that was something we celebrated, um, in, in, um, in, in a sense of making the mark and, yeah, of course, Alex Ovechkin, and you know, of course, he passed Gordy for second all time, and he's he's chasing chasing Wayne now. And um, you know, we we uh, today we celebrate his his 800th goal, you know, and then hatching up in uh, Chicago, which was of of course, um, you know, pretty epic moments. And um, and then you know, as Leith alluded to, like you know, one one of the sets that we've done a few times is called Opening Ice, and basically it's it's celebrating a, a player's first goal or and or a goal goaltender's first wins uh in the nhl and and for me personally i you know i i like to think that we're putting together some highlights of, of moments in time that a player will go back and remember um you know and and a player never forgets their first goal you know or a goalie never forgets their first win you know you know in addition to milestones and of course some of those other achievements so so those are things that um i think have been pretty popular and and, um, you know, and, and you know, we've even gone back in time, not with uh, retired players, but gone back and, and you know, we had Ovechkin's first goal and Crosby's first goal back in 06, I believe. So, um, you know, those are some cool things that are out there already. Um, are there any fan bases that you've kind of noticed have sort of, you know, really caught on to this? Like any anything that you can put your finger on? I, I can tell you that. The existing beta users have created their own communities. <laughs> uh, yeah. <kind> of funny. <laughs> so I think, I think the fan bases are coming. I think, you know, our job is to, you know, and the NHL's job is to really make sure people are aware of this product, experience it, get to touch it, you know, feel it like even though it's digital, but really that cracking open of your first pack is like, you can see it on people's face. Um, you know, when they open it up, what am I going to get? Which highlight do I like it? Am I going to trade? You know, and I think that's, it, it kind of puts you back as a kid in the candy store, right? Like anybody who loves the game of hockey will, will really enjoy opening a pack. Well, hopefully we are going to be able to help you spread the word and, uh, 
for our listeners, NHL Breakaway is giving us a limited number of free NHL Breakaway packs. So do you guys want to explain how that works and how our listeners can take advantage of that? Yeah, you know, you will have a link that you can distribute any way you have. Um, And all they have to do is kind of click on it, register, no purchase necessary, no credit card, nothing else. You know, just um, we just have to verify you know, that you're human, um, <laughs> log in. Most people use Google or um, Apple as their login authentication. And um, you get your pack. You score a couple highlights. Um, and then you're able to trade them. You can go straight to the trading lounge. You can gift them. You can, you know, do whatever. You can share them. You can, you know, record it and put it on your social media even. So it's just it's, another way to show your fandom. It's really, it, it's it's amazing to me, the tech behind it, how incredibly easy it is. And to the team at Sweet that built it, it's just un- unbelievable. Um, and that, you know, the cinematography and, and everything that's put into the headlight and all the design work is, is, is second to none. Um, but so is the, you know, the platform itself and the ease of use and collecting and trading, et cetera, you know, what Lathe is referring to. So it's a pretty seamless experience and we're excited to roll out more features. Yeah, and if all you right. think of Scotia Bank having all the cameras flying around the arena, mm-hmm. how many the broadcast gets, and you know we have access to the NHL provides us access to all those unique angles. So a lot of the highlights you see will you'll are highlights rarely, rarely before seen angles. Mm-hmm. So well, that's awesome. So yeah. so for our listeners, though, I guess that uh, one place we're going to put the link in is our in our show notes. We'll we'll put it there, and that's uh, great. And the links for the everyone... packs, and yeah, and yeah, I'm sure from all the information you've given us uh, today, it sounds exciting. And um, I know I would love to see Austin Matthews four goals in his first game. So that's mm-hmm. one one pack that would be nice to <laughs> for Leaf fans, anyways. Right? So it's request, not... Travis. Yeah. <laughs> Noted. Yeah. Noted. Yeah, that'll be that'll be one good one. But yeah, we'll put sure. that in our show notes, uh definitely. So well, we want to thank awesome. you guys for coming on and telling us a little bit about this initiative. Um it is really exciting and I guess this is the future of of sharing hockey highlights and uh the new way to share. And I think that it's pretty cool. We're gonna be Looking forward to more and more coming from this. Thank you. And good luck to your leads this year. Yeah. (laughs) They need a little bit of luck right now, actually. (laughs) Well, thank you for having us on. We appreciate it. Yeah, very much. Thanks. Thank you. Take care. So thanks again to Travis Howe and Lace Murad uh, from NHL Breakaway for joining us on the show. Um, yeah, it was really interesting. I mean, I'm not into the too much of the technology stuff, but um, I'm looking forward to seeing what they have on the, I guess, on the older footage side of it. Um, maybe not the the new mm-hmm. one, but um, but yeah, no, it it looked very. Uh, it's gonna be it's it's a fun thing to see, and they're gonna be at the um, NHL All Star like the Fan Expo for that, so fans can check yes, it out there. They said yeah. they will have a presence there, so yeah, look out for them there. Yeah. So as mentioned in our interview with NHL Breakaway, um, they have given us a limited number of free packs uh, for our listeners to experience the evolving world of hockey fandom built on cutting edge technology. So check out our show notes for the link to your free pack. You can find the show notes by scrolling down to the bottom of the episode, wherever you listen to our show. And while you're there, be sure to hit that follow button and don't miss any of our episodes. Yeah, so the Leafs have a few days off before heading uh, to Ottawa on Thursday to face the Senators. Um, and then they come back home on Saturday night to face Nashville and Ryan O'Reilly and Luke Shen's return uh, before going back on the road to play both New York teams, the first the Islanders and then the Rangers. So I'm... Uh, I'm interested in seeing what kind of reception Ryan O'Reilly... I mean, they were only here, I guess, post-trade deadline last year sort of thing, right? So it's not really that huge of a deal, but I'd be cheering for them. Yeah, you'd be cheering for them. <laughs> yeah, so um, yeah, so that'll be interesting, and um, and then the tough game out of that one is going definitely going to be the Rangers. I mean, Jonathan. Yeah, that's going to be a big test for us actually, because uh, the Rangers are basically pulling ahead and looking like a Stanley Cup potential contender there. So, um, yeah, yeah, and it'd Jonathan be interesting Quick. to see how we match up against them. 
Yeah, Jonathan knowing Quick the Leafs, is- though, they'll probably come out and play a decent game against them because you know they're yeah a good team. But Quick has been uh, very like Jonathan Quick. He's been at another level. Like even though Shesterkin yeah. is their number one, obviously, but. But yeah. good for him, actually, yeah. you know, yeah. to show show the LA Kings uh, like, hello, you know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Anyway, so after the Rangers, the Leafs come back home for three games and we play the Columbus Blue Jackets and then uh, the Penguins, which is the return of Kyle Dubas. And then we play the Rangers again on December 19th. Yeah. yeah. So, so I don't know. Do you think Kyle Dubas will get a video tribute? <laughs> Probably. No, I don't think so. You don't Are you think kidding so? me? No. I don't know. You don't think they would do that? Shanahan's not quite gonna, the fixture. Shanahan wouldn't know. Not the way it all you don't went think down. So? Yeah, I guess we'll see. No, it'll I'd be have interesting. To put a little to wager see. on that one. Yeah, it'll be interesting <laughs> to see how he, uh, like, because he's managed to duck the media the last time, like in Pittsburgh, right? But I yeah. mean, he can't avoid no, them. No, he's again. not going to be able to duck them here. No, no. And no. And no, you gotta and if wonder they manage why. to get to to keep him from the media that way, like, come on, like, yeah, I don't know, yeah, that, that, that wouldn't be, cool. be right. No. Okay, so a reminder to be sure to leave us a rating or a review and let us know what you think of the show. It's easy on Apple and Spotify, and it's important for our show to get more exposure as a source for Leaf content. Please do whatever, even just a five star rating. <laughs> Of course, right? Just, just press that button. Just a five-star rating. Just a five-star rating. But, <laughs> and we always thank you for taking the time. Mm-hmm. And another way to help us, we mentioned it a little bit before, is by visiting our Kofi page at Kofi.com. You can follow us there. And if you choose to, you can support the show by buying us a coffee. Any donation goes towards helping us produce the show and making it even better for you. So you can find the link to our Kofi page on any of our show notes or in any of our social media profile pages. And we want to thank our healthcare workers and first responders for everything that they do. It's flu season, I heard today. And so everybody go out and get your flu shot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if you haven't and- already. <laughs> And we thank you, as always, for listening and watching Ladies Talk and Leafs presented by Bet Online. So, till next time, go, go Leafs, Leafs, go! go.